Good morning. Exodus 16, 14 to 24. And when the dew had gone up, there was on the face of the wilderness a fine flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. When the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather of it, each of you, as much as he can eat. You shall each take an armor according to the number of persons that each of you has in his tent. And the people of Israel did so. They gathered some more, some less. But when they measured it, it was an armor. Whoever gathered had much, much had nothing left over. And whoever gathered little had no lack. Each of them gathered as much as he could eat. And Moses said to them, let no one leave any of it over till the morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it till the morning, and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. Morning by morning, they gathered it, each as, a, each as much as he could eat. But when the sun grew hot, it melted. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much bread, two armors each. And when all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said to them, this is what the Lord has commanded. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake and boil what you will boil, and all that is left over lay aside to keep till the morning. So they lay it aside till the morning as Moses commanded them, and it did not stink, and there were no worms in it. The word of the Lord. Good morning, church family. I hope everyone's doing well. Um, You know, ever since I was a kid, I was taught by my dad that my greatest asset was my, my own ability. And that with hard work and natural ability and, and more hard work, uh, I could accomplish anything. And I think a lot of us growing up were taught pretty much the same thing. That if you take hard work and ingenuity and skill and more hard work, you can achieve any goal. And so for a lot of this, this theme of self-reliance it runs really, really deep. I mean, I think none of us would say uh, like out loud, oh yeah, my greatest asset is my own ability. We probably wouldn't say that. But if we really look at how we spend our time and the choices we make and the things we put our trust in, we probably believe this way more than we realize. self Reliance runs really, really deep. Now, my father, who taught me these things, he earned a master's degree. He found a respectable job. He bought a house. He drove a Buick. He was a self-made man. And he took our family to church, but it was really just for social reasons. Personally, my father didn't feel like he really needed that. He really needed God. God wasn't uh, high on his priority list. But one day, my father started to rethink this. 
something happened that gave my father an opportunity to reconsider. My father was diagnosed with cancer. And as the cancer was eating away his body, my father felt completely helpless to stop it. And for the first time in his life, my father started to realize that his greatest asset was not his own ability. And for the first time, my father started to put his trust in God. Now, during this COVID-19 season, God in his grace is giving us an opportunity to really think about where we put our trust. COVID-19 is revealing that perhaps our greatest asset is not our own ability, but God's power. But because self-reliance runs so deep for so many of us, God puts us, I guess you could call it, on a special training program called Dependence on God for Daily Bread. And that's where many of us find ourselves during the season, needing help from God every day. God, help me with work. Help me keep my job. God, help me with the kids. Help me not lose patience. God, I'm so exhausted from Zoom every day. Help me keep my sanity. God, please protect the people in healthcare. God, please protect my parents. And so it is this lesson of depending on God for daily bread that, take, uh, that takes us to the 16th chapter of Exodus, where the ancient Israelites were learning the exact same lesson, depending on God for daily bread. Now, in Exodus 16, the Israelites have an opportunity to reset. They are becoming a new nation. They're going from slaves in Egypt to becoming sons and daughters in the promised land. And on the way to the promised land, in the wilderness, they run out of food. And they start to complain. And God gives to Moses a very careful set of instructions to give to the people. And God says to the people, Gather as much as you can eat for one day. Don't, don't leave any of the manna for the next day. So on Monday, gather as much as you need for Monday. And on Tuesday, gather as much as you need just for Tuesday. But then on day number six, gather twice as much as you need so that you can rest and you can worship on the seventh day. So, on Monday, most of them gathered what they needed for one day, but some of them secretly gathered more, and they saved it for the next day. And the next day, the manna stank, and there were, there were worms in it. It was just awful. And Moses got upset, and he was like, you, um, you have to listen to the Lord, okay? Every day... From day one to day five, just gather what you need for one day. Which makes you wonder, what is the point of this instruction? I mean, 
What's so wrong with them gathering and saving for the next day? Because later on, they're going to settle on into the promised land and they're going to plant crops and they're going to build barns and they're going to store the crops in the barns. And there's nothing wrong with that later on. But right now, God is trying to teach them a valuable, valuable lesson. What is that lesson? Daily dependence on God for daily bread. Now, imagine what it must have been like for the people of Israel. Okay? On Monday, you have eaten everything you have gathered. You have nothing in the cupboard. You have nothing in the fridge. Actually, you don't even have a fridge. And now at night, it's time to go to sleep. And you have to sleep knowing that you have nothing in the tent to eat. All you have is a promise that the next day God will provide for you. And all you know is that he provided for you yesterday, he provided for you today, and he promises to provide for you tomorrow. Is that enough for you to get a good night's sleep? Now, I got to tell you, I am on the depending on God daily training program for daily bread. And, and it's, not, it's not easy. Like even this week. Now, for some reason, when it comes to preaching a message on Sunday, I always feel insufficient. And every week, it's like, God, I really need you to inspire me for the next message. I really need you. And I have a sister who prays for me every Thursday, and she reminds me. She says, Pastor Andrew, God provided for you the last time you preached. And for some reason, there's always this baseline insecurity, like, I know he provided for me, but that was so one week ago. And I'm, I'm struggling with knowing, will God provide for me next Sunday? Will he provide for me next? I had a mentor that shared with me that no matter how often God provided for him in the past, he would always struggle with knowing that God will provide for him tomorrow. Now, let me just be honest. Living by faith is hard. Life as a Christ father, follower will always be a learning process of depending less on your own strength and depending more on God's power. And let's just be honest, it is not easy. So why does God want us to depend on him every day? Have you ever wondered that? Like, why is this such an important lesson? What is God accomplishing by having us depend on him every day? Now, I heard <clears throat> that when a shepherd has a lamb with a habit of wandering off, there is an uncommon practice of what a shepherd might do. Now, the lamb that's wandering off is a problem because the wolf loves to prey on the lamb that wanders off. So this is what a shepherd might do as a mercy towards the lamb. He will take the lamb and break one of its legs so that it can't walk on its own. And so what, what happens 
um, every day is that the lamb cannot walk on its own. And so it needs to depend on the shepherd for everything. So go to the field, go get water, go back to the pen. The lamb is leaning on the strong back of the shepherd to carry it from place to place. It's learning a very valuable lesson on depending on the shepherd until finally one day the lamb is healed. The lamb can walk on its own. But what happens is after the lamb is able to walk on its own, it will never wander away from the shepherd again. It'll never wander away to be in danger by the wolf again. In fact, it will always want to be around the shepherd because it has formed a new kind of bond. Is this what God is doing with his people? So the Israelites wake up in the morning, no food in the tent. And they're, they're wondering when the cloud lifts, will there be manna on the ground? And so, and so you get there and you see the cloud and slowly it lifts. And then you look down and once again on the ground is the layer like frost on the ground, like a flaky substance called manna once again. So you, you gather what you need for the day. And before you go, you look back up into heaven and you say, God, thank you. And a special bond is being formed. And every night before you sleep, you have nothing in the tent to eat. The food is all gone. But you say to yourself, he provided yesterday. He provided today. And he promises to provide again for tomorrow. And every morning he does, and you are amazed. And then for the Israelites on day number six, they gather twice as much. And on day number seven, it doesn't stink and there are no worms. God has provided again and they are amazed and a special bond is being formed. I think that's what God is doing for many of us during this time because self-reliance runs so deep. And so during this COVID-19 season, it's going back to the basics. It's depending on God for daily bread. God, I need help with work. God, my kids are driving me crazy. God, I'm worried about my patients, my, my, my parents and my patients. God, I'm so exa exhausted with, with Zoom fatigue. It's learning to live one day at a time, depending on God, one day at a time. Now, check this out. <clears throat> We've been going through Exodus 16, but if you fast forward the tape 40 years into the future and you go to Deuteronomy chapter 8, 40 years later, the people of Israel are about to enter into the promised land. And Moses makes a speech. And during this speech, he gives a very startling and a very accurate prediction. For 40 years, God provided manna, and now this special training program is coming to an end. Now they're about to enter into the promised land where they'll become farmers, they will plant their own crops, they will build barns and store their crops. And so Moses makes the startling prediction. He says, lest when you have eaten and are full, 
and have built good houses and live in them. And when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And now in verse 17, beware lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers at it, as it is this day. You see, Moses is predicting that they're going to have houses and herds and gold and, and all these are gifts from God, but there's going to be a shadow side to these gifts. He said, you're going to be tempted to believe that your power and your might have gotten you this wealth. In other words, you're going to be tempted to think that your greatest asset is your own ability. Let me ask you, have you guys ever been in a bind and you go, Lord, 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 please help me get out of this bind. And if you help me, I promise you afterwards, I'm going to be more devoted to you. And then sure enough, the Lord gets you out of the bind, puts you in a better place. And then you just simply, you just, you just forget. You forget what he did for you. Moses is saying, once you're in the promised land, you're going to forget. You're going to be tempted to be full of self-reliance. Imagine Moses saying to us, okay, one day COVID-19 will end and you'll have freedom and work and opportunity and herds and gold. You'll be tempted to think that you need to rely on God less. And Moses is like, no, no, no. Even in the promised land, you can know that your own ability, even that comes from God. Everything you have comes from the Lord. This is dependency on God 2.0. <laughs> this is a um, graduate level dependency on God. One day you'll come out of COVID-19 and you'll be tempted to think you need to depend on God less. And Moses is like, no, 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 no. Hopefully you will realize that everything you have comes from the Lord. Even your own ability comes from the Lord. That is dependency 2.0 thinking. A friend of mine was having lunch with his coworker. And so before the meal, my friend bows his head and closes his eyes and prays. Afterwards, his coworker asks him, hey, um, when you pray, like, what do you, what do you pray for? And my, my friend said, well, I thank God for the food. And his coworker said, yeah, but you're the one who works hard to pay for the food. And my friend said, yeah, but God is the one who allows me to work hard and even to have a job in the first place. And the coworker was like, okay, <laughs> that is dependency 2.0 thinking. Even my own ability to work hard comes from God. Now, 
depending on God is a, is a huge lesson for all of us. It's, it's a game changer. Uh, one person put it like this. Depending on God is not weakness. It is acknowledging God's strength. And, and here's the thing. When you do that on a daily basis, it becomes a game changer for life. If we know dependency on God for small stuff like food, shelter, employment, then we can also know dependency on God for big stuff like what happens to me after I die. If we know dependency on God for 80 years of life, then what about depending on God for the next 80 million years in eternity? If we depend on God for small stuff like daily bread, then what about the big stuff like forgiveness for all of my sins? What about the big things like the world finding peace and justice amid all its brokenness? And we start to learn and appreciate what it means to trust in Jesus for his ultimate provision for us by dying on the cross. Oftentimes, Before we trust God big, it starts by trusting God small every day for daily bread. I'd like to share with you a story. Um, I was at a retreat last year, and there was a speaker by the name of Pastor Rene, and this is his story. He he shared that um, his father died of cancer when he was about four years old. And his mom suddenly became a widow. His mom was an immigrant. And so for eight years, they they literally lived way, way below the poverty line. And so there was one night when Renee was about 10 years old. And he's sharing this story. He says, my mom brought my sister and myself into the kitchen. And she looked at us in the eye. And she said, she said, well, we are out of food. And so she opens up the refrigerator and the cupboard and literally there's nothing inside. And she says, I think we should pray. And so they're in the kitchen and they're holding hands. They're, you know, this forming this like little circle of three and, and his mom is praying and his mom says, you know, praying from the bottom of her soul saying, dear Vod, we need some food. Vod, I pray that you would give us some milk. My children need milk. If they could just have milk tomorrow, this is what I pray for. Now, Pastor Rene, as he's telling the story, he's like, he's a pre-adolescent. He's kind of snarky. He's thinking, really? This is ridiculous. Like, we're, we're, she's just praying to the air. Clearly, there's not a God that's concerned about us because if there was, we wouldn't be in this mess in the first place. So he remembers going to bed thinking, we are hosed. And he said, I woke up in the morning and I was really depressed and I got dressed for school and I opened the front door and I almost stepped in a brown, into a brown paper bag. And I bent down and I picked it up in this brown paper bag. There were two boxes of milkman powdered milk. And he's like, I still remember looking at it and just goosebumps going up my neck. And I'm going like, mom, you're come and look at this. 
And he said, something happened inside my heart that day where, you know, like on train tracks and going through a crossover and you hear the click, 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 and it switches to a whole new direction. My life at that moment just went a whole new direction because trusting in God for daily bread is a game changer. And every day it comes down to this. You say, and you remember, God was faithful yesterday. He was faithful today. And I trust him in his promise to be faithful tomorrow. Let's pray. Dear Father God, I thank you that even though during the season, there are so many moving parts and so, so much uncertainty. I thank you for being our father who has provided for us yesterday, who provides for us today and promises to be there to provide for us tomorrow. Help us to trust you more. In Jesus' name we pray.